We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. It's 21 questions presented by McAdoodles. Got some fun questions from the KCSN Discord here to help me answer them. Matthew Lane, what's up, buddy? How you doing? We're getting into this because I looked at one question and one question only from Kay Gumminger. Why do you keep ducking me in one-on-one, Kent? <laughs> Tell the people to their face right now why you keep ducking me in a game of one-on-one. You have no clue how many people have <laughs> brought that up in the discord and on twitter i got sick during during the time you were here i didn't get to see your sick. craig yeah, was you know i timed it up perfectly i timed it up perfectly speaking of being timed up perfectly uh the lee's summit location for mcdoodles is open the jefferson city location for mcdoodles is open uh we are very excited that there's one in the kc metro though and we are geeked out about that make sure you check them out it's a wonderful experience uh trust me and it is an experience you're going to have really helpful people taking care of you, uh, answering your questions. Wonderful selection. Make sure you go check them out. They support us. Uh, we support them. It's great. Um, all right, let's get into these questions. You you know why I'm ducking you now, uh, but there's that. Grayson Jaspers, our guy. Lucas Dang is back. What does that mean? Does he get to start eventually? Who gets cut for his spot? The just started practicing. They have what the <clears throat> three weeks. Oh no, I don't guess I don't is the pup work pup list work the same way? Do they have the three weeks or is there no window for this? I don't actually know. I am unsure of that. Oh, we're great I would at this. Um, yeah. Uh he's back. It's his first day practicing. I don't think anything is imminent with that. I judging by what we have seen from Lucas Niang in the past, after some time off, it takes him a little bit to get rolling again before he appears to be in game shape to do with that what you will i don't anticipate to see a much of an impact from him unless there is an injury to somebody and even then i don't know why you'd push him in over prince tiga or jerian christian at this point i believe the 21 day window does apply to the pub list by the way okay 
Can confirm. I, it's going to be interesting to see. Like, and I talked about Andrew Wiley on the lab this week. It's like he, there's a le- at least a little bit of pressure now on him. I, I don't know if it's ever going to culminate, but you know, it it uh it at least exists. Fish asks, "What are your thoughts on future NFL expansion, and what would you like to see?" You have any strong takes? I, I thought this one was yours. Um, for me, I, don't I have some. Expansion. I have some. I don't want them to. I don't want them to expand no. at all. No. Uh, Thirty-two teams is fine. I don't want them to go to London. I think that's insane from a logistics mm. perspective. Um, so I don't want Jacksonville moving to London. I think that's insane. Uh, I think just logistically that would be a nightmare to try to. I understand why they do it. I do love the idea. If if you told me that for one of these seventeen games every year there is a game in London, though, would have no problem with that. I think that would be awesome. I love this 8:30 schedule stuff. I think it's great. It is like getting getting an extra game every week or you know an extra game to the window is is beautiful. So like if you found a way to get a game there every single week, cool. But like having a team base out of there I think would be insane. Hard pass. Really? Oh, hard pass on a team basing out of there is okay. what I'm saying. No, okay. the and the only way it would work is if you found four european countries to all have their own team and then they have their own division and even still you're doing a lot of travel back and forth but like i don't think there would be any way that that would make any sense unless you had a team in you maybe two teams in england or uh, yeah two teams in england a team in germany and then you have to find somewhere else probably right like you would have to spread it out so they at least have their own but i mean even still that travel for them every time is going to be ridiculous so yeah I don't need it, and I don't need more than what they have right now. I think they have the NFL's in a pretty good spot. The NBA, trim your trim your league down too much, too much. Make all super teams. I only want to see super teams. The NFL's in a good spot right now. I could live with that. Uh, Mike, no one, Denny. Hey, Kent, food fan here. You've caused your annual stir with the almond joys and Reese's being smashed together. Got any other Halloween combos that we should try, like licorice and caramel apples? <laughs> I love that Maddie's here for this one because he's the biggest detractor of smashing a Reese's and Almond Joy together. I want to give you first the platform to eviscerate the take I have on a delicious little alternative to your traditional plan at uh, at the uh, at the at the at the Halloween jar. I am going to peel back the layer here and say this. Your decision to put those two things together, it's not disgusting. It's not repulsive. It's a fine thing. And if that was its own candy bar that was sold on its own, I would never buy it. But if somebody gave it to me, sure, I would eat it. It's fine. The problem is it's worse than a plain Reese's. It's not as good as a plain Reese's. You take the best part of a Reese's, which is the perfect combination of chocolate to sandy peanut butter substance that they have in there and how good it is. And now all of a sudden you're introducing a different kind of chocolate, a lesser kind of chocolate, more chocolate and fake, chewy, goopy, not real coconut flavor on top of it for absolutely no reason. It's an entirely just a hair below mid tasting candy that serves no purpose. No purpose. I I have one beef and gripe with the take that I've been um oh yeah I, I've been I've been clamoring for uh and giving the last few years. Inflation hit candy hard this year. <laughs> Real hard. And the standard Reese's peanut butter size that we are used to getting doesn't exist anymore. 
The ratios on chocolate and peanut butter have been destroyed in a Reese's. So when I, I've been telling everybody and their mom, hey, take a Reese's, take an oh Almond Joy, God. push them together. I can't trust that the ratios are going to be what makes us this delightful, rich, delicious treat because the peanut butter ratio in the Reese's has been taken away by inflation. And I just, I'm so disappointed. And it's been like, because I've done it a couple of times this year and it doesn't hit the same because the, there's not as much peanut butter. Like I'm almost having to go like grab peanut butter from the, from the pantry. Pantry. Yeah. Thank you. I was getting there. <laughs> Rant got going. So yeah, shout out to, uh, shout out to uh, Reese's for making your treat worse. Um, maybe I don't know if we're ever going to get sponsored by Reese's. Um, okay. Casey. Well, you're the only person, you know, piping for Almond Joy, so we probably can have him as a fallback. Nobody look, else talks about Almond Joys ever. A Reese's on its own is delicious, but you need if you if you are do if your kids are if your kids are trick or treating right, you're getting plenty of Reese's. There's nothing wrong with mixing things up a little bit, introduce a little a little 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 change, a little little mix up there, chocolate. Peanut butter, coconut's a great combination. Casey from Casey, are we confident that the rookie corners will evolve into a top cornerback group? And does that equate to D line, O line draft emphasis now? Am I like confident that they will do that? No. Am I hopeful? Yes. I think we've seen enough to know or believe that it's within the realm of possibility. Um, and it seems certainly doable. Like this isn't just, you know, holding out hope because these are guys you pick. You've seen good stuff from all three of the rookie corners and then also Legereus Sneed. So yeah, I think in the immediate future, you turn your attention to the defensive and offensive line for now. I've been kind of not doing mock drafts, but looking forward into it. And at the off season, there's not a lot of space to shove more defensive backs on the roster right now. There's a couple spots but not a lot. So yeah, I think you're looking at the trenches, maybe some offensive weapons, but I don't know how much you're having to invest in the secondary going forward where they are right now. A lot of that does hinge on what happens with Juan Thornhill as well. I was saying, That's I a say, big potential hole. Even even if you bring Juan Thor, Thornhill back, wouldn't hate a fourth safety even uh, in the mix here as well. Wouldn't, wouldn't keep hate Bush around. Love him as a fourth safety. You know, he's fine. But I just, you know, I wouldn't hate <laughs> addressing the safety position there. But, you know, it's kind of weird. Like, you know, the Chiefs have got by with not elite cornerback play for a while. Um, I think they do enough. I think they're enough. Uh, if Steve Spagnuolo is going to continue to be around, um, and I, I think that there's a ceiling higher than what they've had in the past too. Like very clearly. I mean, especially. I mean, they've got a first round talent. Like we've we've had this all all this conversation about the cornerback room, and we really haven't got to see what Trent McGuffey can do. I think I think Trent McGuffey right. can do plenty, and you know we'll we'll get to see him you know starting starting this week um casey from casey also asked what's your take on brett veach using the trade deadline as an extension of the draft i i like that take by jeff allen in the one-on-one -on -one pod so yeah i think that there's there's certainly some validity to to that line of thinking and like when you come up with the trade deadline is such a weird spot. I think this year we saw such a spike in movement of teams being aggressive and i'm sure some of that has been outside forces pressuring it. I'm sure that has been, you know, an analytical approach to some football stuff that shifted here as of late. So yeah, they, they roll up into that. I think that the, that line of thinking works. I just, the trade deadlines fascinating to me. We saw, what would we see like eight, 10 moves this year? 
10 trades, something like that. It was 10 trades, which was like, I think it was 10, which is a lot. And a lot of those happened on the day of, it's like, it was just, it was, it was a lot of fun too for everybody. So I'm just intrigued to see how it keeps evolving. Cause right now I think that's where it is, but I wonder where it's going. Are we getting closer and closer to baseball, basketball level trades in the middle of the year, especially as you continue to get these teams that don't fully embrace tanking because it's kind of hard in the NFL, but teams are more willing to say, we can't win this year. Let's sell off assets. This is not a new take, but Brett Veach leans so hard on his evaluations and his belief in prospects that he liked coming out. And maybe he thinks, hey, like they weren't good where they were, but they're going to be better here because I believe in our coaching staff and our system. And I believe in the talent uh, that we have in the building. So, uh, or I believe in the talent that we evaluate, I mean. So it's just like, you know, I think you're going to see him try to get players he believed in at a discount. And Brett Veach, I think, believes that he got uh Kadarius Tony at a discount um I think he, he that's I think that's how he approaches it so um I think that's that's kind of his mentality and you know what there's a lot of talent there <laughs> it seems like some good vibes early on with Kadarius Tony speaking of good vibes Tucker's going to tell you about liquid death Hey, sorry to interrupt, but I need to tell you about one of today's sponsors, and that is Liquid Death. Listen, you might be in a meeting, and you might be walking through High V Target and start to notice some strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section of your local stores. No need to get anybody. It's not beer. It's actually mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called Liquid Death. Now, why is this water called Liquid Death? Well, it'll brutally murder your thirst. That is right. Not only are they trying to brutally murder your thirst, they're trying to brutally murder plastic pollution as well with their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans. They're bringing death to plastic pollution, and they also donate 10% of their profits from every can sold to kill plastic pollution. Great cause. That's a win-win for me. Look at this. I mean, just look at this can right here. I've got one right with me. The Severed Lime. One of my favorite flavors that they have. Oh, it's so good. Can't wait to dive into this one. You can find a Liquid Death at your local Target, Walmart, or 7-Eleven. Or go to a Liquid Death retailer near you. Find one with their store located to liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Steve Gray asks, what's the offseason plan at defensive end based on what we learned through the trade deadline? Oh, there's no one to pay. Um, there's going to be no free agent defensive end worth paying. I, 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 
I'm sure you can poke around and find some like starter level defensive end free agents out there that you maybe want to, you know, see if one of them wants to come in. If you move on from Frank Clark, if Carlos Dunlap isn't here next year, you almost have to bring in another starter level or at least a good rotational level guy. But you're you're probably making a trade or you're going to have to draft using the Chiefs logic from the Frank Clark deal. I don't know if they think they can get a guy that's ready to be that number one defensive end for them in the draft. That was part of the reason they went and traded for Frank Clark. They needed that guy and they needed him now. They didn't need him three years from now. So I don't, maybe they'll feel that George Karloftis is close to becoming that. I don't know if we've seen anything that says that now. So they might be heavily involved in the trade market for defensive ends on their last deal. Say a Josh Allen, say a Brian Burns, if they're not getting an extension heading into the draft. And if not, I would expect them to be very aggressive in the draft moving up. You can't sit still where they're going to pick and think you're going to hit on a defensive end. So like, I think a move 100% will come in some regard in terms of that defensive end spot. And the price might go down a little bit if you're losing out on 10 games of a Josh Allen or a Montez Sweat. Uh, and you're paying just for the the club option, and you know, and then the and then you have your opportunity to uh, you know to sign one of those guys to to a long term extension once you do make that deal. So like that is a route that the Chiefs could take. I don't know, but I also don't know like entirely if um, if the trade deadline told us that much because look what Bradley Chubb went for. Like, I think I'd rather have Josh Allen than Bradley Chubb, and. Well, and that Josh, you're you're giving up your first round pick. I, and plus, Chiefs weren't willing to do that, and so maybe after the year's over, price goes down a little bit. You maybe they're more willing to utilize or, or take advantage of some 2024 assets. You never know. Like that's that, that's some of the that's some of the uh, you know the the line of thinking there. I think with that, um, Leighton Y asks, how high could we have traded up in the first round? with the assets we used to trade for Kadarius Tony, And would you have rather done that? It's a little tricky to kind of, you know, equate, you know, first off, where the Chiefs will be picking in the first round, who's available and who who they're trying to trade up for. So, like, there's a lot of factors in there that make it a little tricky to kind of pin down. The Chiefs gave up, essentially, I believe, last time I saw was the 100th pick in the draft, sixth pick in the, or a sixth round pick, probably going to settle somewhere around, uh, if you're using the Rich Hill model, probably around 43 points worth of draft capital. So if the Chiefs are, you know, picking in the 30th, 30th range, um, you know, that could get them, well, probably up to, I think, 23 from pick 29. So like, you, or yeah, like that, that's about the range you're looking at. So you could probably move up about what they moved up to, you know, about the range that they moved up to get Trent McDuffie. I think is about, you know, roughly the draft capital that they use to give up Trent McDuffie or to get Trent McDuffie. So, you know, that's, that's kind of the range. I, I, it's, it's, there's so many factors that could hit, you know, that, that can, that come into play in making that determination. But I mean, Maddie, I don't know. What do you think? And yeah, putting it in those terms, I, dislike the trade more and which let's have this said over and over again i have to kind of get rid of the my expectations of this entire year uh when it comes to tony because i putting it in, in those terms if i look back at the chiefs draft and they don't get trent mcduffie because they can't trade up to get him i feel a lot differently about this draft if they have to sit still sit pat and just draft there so looking at it this way it makes me like the trade even less but also generally speaking you're not getting massive impact players at pick 23 24 I actually think that comp pick in the third round might even be farther back because it's going to be 
I think these comp picks for the assistant coaches and uh, front office managers, I think they go to the very, very end as well. So, well, you know, I, yeah, I think I was looking at it the other day and I'll, I'll double, we'll, we'll double check it no. again real quick, but I do think last I saw, I think that the projection was right at pick 100. Okay. Yeah, I mean, either way, like it's just, yeah. It, there's really, there's only three players that are currently projected to earn a compensatory okay. third. It's Christian Kirk, Brandon Scherf, and JC Jackson. That's it. Yeah. So, I, yeah, looking at it with in terms of the draft, I dislike the trade a little bit more than I would in a vacuum. But then I'm also thinking, what's really going to be available at pick 23, 24 ish? Not, not a lot. So, yeah. it, it is what it is. I'm fine with it. I think I've come to grips with the move. I, I think it could play out very well for them. And the Chiefs have so much draft capital. They don't have a ton of spots on their roster that they're, you know, like I don't think they're going to have 13 rookies make the roster next year. So, like, yeah, I, I'm comfortable with it. Love this question. Zaxim interacts the best barbecue meal with which to induce a full food coma. I have one, but you go first if, you, if you've got one. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter where you go. Every barbecue, every good barbecue place you go to has some kind of platter that gives you what minimum of three, but up to like five or six cuts of the meat that they have. You order that you get your two or three sides that come with it. You got to make sure you order some kind of beans. That's a good one. If they have a macaroni of some kind, some kind of noodle, that's a heavy dish. You put that on there. You actually eat your little bits of bread. Like it's, it's, it's pretty clear cut. You just get the most food you can. You get the heavy sides. You don't eat vegetables. Like if you want to go into a coma, that's the way to go. And you get the most and the best food that way. So I am going to give you a complete meal from a a barbecue place in Kansas City that I have fallen in love with. There's two that are really, really good. It's not. <laughs> hey, now, don't hate on slaps. I will be public with it. It was not good. Well, I'm going to take you. Uh, there's two places I want to take you. I want to take you to Heart Barbecue, which is in Crane Brewing on Saturdays. It's really, really good. The one I'm going to talk about now is Chef Jay in the West Bottoms. They have bacon burnins, which are one of the most delicious, delightful things I've ever had in my life. Uh, thick cut brisket, burnins, regular burnins, your, your, your beef burnins. Um, they have incredible sausages, just nuts, sausage, like just incredible sa sausages. Uh, they make their mac and cheese like right on the spot. I'm taking you. They're really good uh, coleslaw too. I am taking you to Chef Jay. It's actually in the Beast. If you know where the Beast is, Maddie, uh, the, the haunted house. It's actually in, like, it's in the front of it. <laughs> so it's, and they're only open like three or four days a week. But it is like, it is the best food coma you will ever be in. It is so good. I need to take you there next time you're in town when I don't have COVID. You know? Sure, we can do it. We we can do that. Do I get do I get like a discount if I make it through the beast without screaming before I eat? No, it's like I, no, a bad joke. Okay. Um, you it's gotta take me. You, you gotta take me to Giovanni's though. Um, deal. Nick asks, how do you like your Thanksgiving turkey prepared oven, deep fried, smoked, something else? What do you like? If you've had a good deep fried turkey, you'll never want anything else. That's pretty simple i think if you if it's not a good one if it's just like you know an average run-of-the-mill person doesn't know what they're doing or you don't like buy it from somewhere then yeah maybe you can compete with it but a good deep fried turkey is bar none top of the line i have had deep fried turkey it's very good a little bit oily a little greasy still um relative just the, it's wild a take coming from you compared to some of the other food takes i know of you i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> come on 
I'm just saying (laughs) there is stop stop making me laugh. There is a way to get the kind of moistness you get in a fried turkey without without deep frying it. And my mom has perfected it. She has this ridiculous brine that she's figured out. And she, I mean, and (laughs) she's executed it to perfection. And it is just this moist, flavorful oven baked turkey and it is so so good uh she's got it perfect thanksgiving is my favorite like it might be my favorite holiday and like my mom can flat out cook like it's ridiculous and her turkey is second to none uh isaac Hugh asks do you have any good thanksgiving traditions uh i don't uh my biggest thanksgiving tradition is actually after i finish my meal to fight off sleep and to watch more football I got to get a cup of coffee and none better than from trade coffee. So let's let Tucker tell you about them real quick. Hey, sorry to interrupt again, but I've got to tell you about our sponsor trade coffee and going to a coffee shop is a great experience, but it's not something most of us can do every day. If you're looking for that delicious local coffee shop taste on a daily basis, it's so much easier to get that with trade coffee. Trade coffee is a coffee subscription service that makes it so easy for you to discover new coffees and make your best cup of coffee at home every day. No fancy equipment needed. It's wonderful. Whether you know what you're doing and you already know what kind of coffee you like, or you're looking and you need some help, trade makes it easy and convenient to discover new coffees. They'll send you ground coffee or whole beans or however you make it your coffee at home. They will send it to you. It's absolutely perfect. It's a win-win in my book there. Here's how you got to do it. You're going to upgrade your coffee today with Trade Coffee and let them take the guesswork of finding your perfect cup. Right now, Trade is offering listeners a total of $30 off their subscription plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash KCSN. That's drinktrade.com slash KCSN for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. Drinktrade.com slash KCSN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Positive Toasty, do you think the Chiefs were okay uh, with giving up their third-round compensatory pick because they are hopeful that Eric Bieniemy will finally get a head coaching gig? No, I don't think that's. Um, I don't think that's why. I think they were okay with giving up a third-round compensatory pick because they had one. They got one for Ryan Poles. Um, now, if they get one for Bieniemy, that's great. But they have 13 picks to play with. I think that was more what they felt like. Hey, we're willing to do that, and we, we like this player enough to. To, to, to hopefully, you know, what we think's a discount is, you know, really what, what's going on there. Uh, Cigarette and a Fresca asks Matthew, what is Kent's worst food take? First of all, saying that you can get a turkey as moist as a deep fried turkey by oven baking it. That's that's number one. Um, I got a couple here. The He doesn't like ginger. Okay. He doesn't like ginger in food. Like there's like an entire portion of the world that can't can't eat food from because he doesn't like ginger like that's that's just wild to me that and ginger's delicious like that's a crazy one but the the that's the worst the wildest <laughs> food take i once asked him what is oh, your no, I know this tree one. Nut, 
what is your favorite kind of just like nut like nut to eat as like cashew peanut almond and maybe something else was in there i can't remember but like those were some of the options and like he ranked them as like peanut almond cashew dead last and like one peanut being first is already crazy enough but okay whatever but then like when i pressed him for the answer on how you can put cashew at the very end this man says well i was thinking about it and it's the it's the worst when it's covered in chocolate <laughs> He made these rankings based on what these nuts taste like covered in chocolate instead of just eating them by the handful. And I've never been more just confused in my life. Almond was first. (laughs) Yeah, the most bland of the nuts was number one because it tasted the best and covered in chocolate. The The best part about it is, is like a year later, I had cashews and I was like, what was I thinking? It's the best... Some of the best things I've ever had. And then I had chocolate. chocolate. (laughs) Then I had chocolate covered cashews. And they were they were incredible too. (laughs) Wait till you get one that's some sea salt chocolate on there. Oh (laughs) okay. Um (laughs) Andy Nagel, what's a trader cut that Casey has made over the last few years that you wish Casey had hadn't done? I don't think I have a ton of regrets about what the Chiefs have done. You know, even the Tyreek Hill trade, totally fine with the move at this point. Offense seems just fine. I don't know if I have a ton of regrets about moves that this team has not made or has made. <clears throat> oh, do you, I was going to say, if you have any, Matty, go for it. But I mean, It's not a cut, but not bringing back Emmanuel Agba when he was very affordable, mm. I think, is probably like one of the bigger regrets they should have but like that's about it and that's not a cut or a trade so yeah all right nick asks best fantasy football punishment for finishing last i proposed earlier this week having to take ken out for dinner he gets to choose the spot in order for both of you man (laughs) the discord is tearing you down this week holy i love it keep it up guys yeah i got made fun of for not being on here very much anymore and it's true i know i have i gotten a really bad habit of not being on I'm trying to I'm trying to break that habit, but I've been getting roasted for basketball. I've been getting like eviscerated for my food takes today. Um, the best fantasy football punishment. Uh, I like. Well, there's a lot of good ones. Um, the, having to go take the SAT is pretty good. The one I've I've had some relatively mild ones. Uh, the winner of the our league got to pick the loser's name, team name for the next year. Uh, last place, like that was kind of like our most extreme one. So chest and belly hair waxing Ooh, it's not permanent but also not fun like yeah people do the tattoos that's too far it's too far but a good old chest waxing zach eisen asks the ideal plan to address the pastors this offseason yeah um trade whether it's up in the draft or trade for defense. And we kind of answered it a little bit ago, but like they have to make some kind of move. You can't sit Pat at the end of round one and expect to hit a defensive end. I don't want them to do the Bradley Chubb trade and that deal for Josh Allen. I think it's actually very similar. It's too much money and too much capital for a above good, but not game changing defensive end. And that's the issue that I think the Dolphins are going to run into. I don't want Josh Allen for a one and a four and then to pay him $23 million a year. Brian Burns. Sure, I think he's on a different tier than those guys. But so you got to find the right trade if you're trading for a veteran player and you're giving up that much. If not, 
trade up in the draft, cross your fingers and hope that you hit on, you know, that guy that goes at pick 18. That's still good. It's still hard, but hopefully you, maybe you get to 16 and get the next Brian Burns. Cause like he went at 16. B Higgs 55 asks, what's the best holiday activity, trick or treating Thanksgiving dinner, opening presents, Thanksgiving dinners elite. I love going to Deanna Rose and watch and, and watching the Christmas lights. My family okay. does that probably four times a year. Um, my neighbors and I, uh, I think this year we're gonna rent a limo and go to Christmas light Christmas light tour. That could very easily climb up the ladder for me because yeah, it, that sounds like a really good time. Uh, do you have any big ones, Matthew? I do. Um, it's going to the Kingdom Barn Grill, going live for draft miss and the NFL draft, <laughs> um, and talking about the NFL draft all day. Um, yeah, fair. There you go. That's a holiday. Seafog 61, you have to pick one of the trades made the past couple weeks for the Chiefs as is. Which, which one do you pick? I have my answer. I don't know if you've got one, Matthew, but I have one. Robert Quinn. Yeah, no doubt. Especially, I, actually, like, I also don't hate the TJ Hawkinson one, actually. I do want to throw that out there. I actually kind of like that trade for, for the Vikings. That was that was not bad at all. Do you like it for the Chiefs, though? Yeah, actually. I mean, he's a better blocker than any other backup tight ends currently and a better receiver than any of their backup tight ends currently. Matt K asks, is this Patrick LeVon Mahomes' best season? Um, I don't think well, let's I, I think we've got we got a little bit of time. Like, I think it's could be trending that direction. I think he's, you know, I think he's been better and better and better as the season's gone on. That that Niners game was nuts. It's not as flashy as like his like second year. He like it, basically his rookie year. It's not that year was flashy because he was just kind of running around and playing you know with a little bit of you know freedom and he doesn't see it cleanly right off the bat cool let's just go make a play happen he's just operating at a ridiculous level that he doesn't have to tap into that bag as often but he's nuts man like he's just playing at a ridiculous clip and he's an efficient and he's he's seen more things now it's 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 just it's impressive um let's see here we got a few more grace and jaspers um is rick burkholder an underrated piece of this team probably yes i think so i mean the chiefs don't seem to have like constant issues that other teams have so i think any team that has a good you know staff here and training staff and stuff like that is probably going up there getting guys back healthy to where it doesn't happen again to that same player or you don't have repeated injuries to different guys over the years so yeah i mean i think so i think they are very good at what they do they are one of the top teams in the nfl i'm not going to pretend to have a good read on all 32 team staffs in that regard but i do think yes rick does a great job for them uh z and dara if you could add peak jamal charles or peak mitchell schwartz to this chiefs team which one would you choose <sighs> i think i would go actually go jamal charles just because I think the Trump, like he's a Trump card out of the backfield. He's a guy that can catch the ball, elite speed. I, I, I know it's a running back, but like him in this offense would be terrifying. That being said, Mitchell Schwartz is incredible, and the weakest link on the offensive line's been, been, uh, been Andrew Wiley. So I get why you might say Mitchell Schwartz. Are you ready to fight me? I, I'm not going to fight you. Um, you're wrong, but I'm not going to fight you. It, it's Mitchell. The Chiefs aren't going to run the ball anyway. Uh, you know, like Jamal, yes, increases the the ability to hit big plays when they do run or when they dump the ball off to him. But get one tackle, they can lock down his side, especially if I get to put him across from Orlando Brown Jr. Now we're kind of cooking. So, yeah, I, I think prime Mitchell Schwartz takes this offense in a lot more directions than any running back could. Grayson asks, over under seven days, Maddie's mm. Charlie Hustle sleeves. Um, here's the thing. If I had more than one, it's a hard under. 
I'm not taking the sleeves off this shirt until I get more. As soon as I get more, though, <laughs> who, as soon as I get more, these things Over. come workout shirts immediately. Really, really, really comfortable workout shirts. Uh, last one. Over, under, Derek Henry, 115 rushing yards. Give me the under. Under. Yep. Uh, and we are under 40 minutes on this show. That's a new record with Matthew Lane. That's going to do it for 21 Questions. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening. We'll catch you later. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.